Pastor Xavier Reese and the simple truths regarding trials and tribulation. Listen to Psalm 75, 6 and 7. For exaltation or promotion comes neither from the east nor the west nor the south, but God is the judge who puts down one and exalts another. You feel like a prisoner of the place you're at? If you haven't brought the consequences to yourself, then you're there by appointment. If God has put you there, then He's put you there. Welcome to Simple Truths, the daily half-hour study of God's Word with Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. It's encouraging to read about heroes of the faith, but it's also easy to forget the many trials and tribulations that accompany such a calling. Today, as Pastor Xavier examines the life of one of the heroes of the faith, we see firsthand the training Joseph had to first encounter. Let's join Pastor Xavier in the book of Genesis for today's Bible study. Genesis chapter 39, we're going to be looking at verse 1 through 23, and the message entitled, From Exalted Slave to Prisoner. The events that took place regarding Joseph here as he served in the house of Potiphar are characterized by the following. Notice first, the exaltation of Joseph in the house of Potiphar, verse 1 through 6. In verse 1 and 2, the promotion of Joseph came by being sold as a slave in Egypt. Usually you wouldn't think that this could turn out for good, but again, we have to understand who's behind everything that's going on here. It is God. Yahweh enabled Joseph. It says Yahweh was with Joseph from the very onset we're told this. The covenant name of God, Yahweh, permeates the chapter. Now notice his master saw that Yahweh made all that he did to prosper in his hand. Then he promoted Joseph to overseer of his house under his own authority for personal service. So he goes from a medial servant to being a personal servant of Potiphar. Potiphar had complete trust and confidence in Joseph as a man of the highest integrity. When I was married almost two years, um, 1975, I just graduated from Cal State LA. I had a BA and here I was grinding pipes because I had to provide. I was grinding big pipes. You know, they make some pumps for a lot of the uh, oil fields in Arabia and different places. And, uh, and I hadn't been there long when um, they bumped me from my job because it was union. And um, the only job left was for me to bump the sweeper. So I said, well, where's the broom? <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't even an hour after I was sweeping that uh, one of the company bosses came up to me and knew of an opening job in the filing department. And I'm not talking about filing papers, but uh, impeller filers that are made of brass. The only problem was that it has the highest eye injury because you're in a whole room and those little particles go all over. And I just lost my right eye two years previous to that. But my wife is pregnant and I'm walking with God and God's faithful to provide. So um. I took the job regardless of the high risk. You see, things don't always work out or the way we think they're supposed to be, nor are they always the most congenial. God at times is in the most difficult situations to align us with his will for our lives. This does not mean that God brings evil to our lives if it encounters us, but that he will use it for his glory. This means that God can see the future goal 
And he knows what needs to take place both circumstantially and personally in my life that I might be effective and obedient when he gets me to the place where he wants to get me. You understand? Isaiah 26, 3 says, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind has stayed on you because he trusts in you. God will enable you as a believer with wisdom beyond your training and education to advance you in life if you will depend upon him. The exaltation of Joseph in the house of Potiphar was due to Yahweh. Very important. Now notice secondly, you have the seduction of Joseph attempted by the wife of Potiphar. She's very subtle. Lie with me. Hmm. Notice she was refused by Joseph. Immediately, he refuses. The sharp contrast of her advances and his refusal is marked by the statement, but he refused and said to his master's wife. I mean, he, he ready to respond right away, immediately. Look, my master does not know what is with me in the house, and he has committed all that he has to my hand. So first of all, it's a treacherous breach of trust to my master. Whoa, who is this guy? Then the mild rebuke of Potiphar's wife by Joseph comes secondly. Adultery would be a crime against her husband. There is no one greater in the house than I, nor has he kept back anything from me but you because you are his wife. And I dare not sin against your husband. Whoa. And then the third declaration of Joseph to her regarding is regarding the primary person being betrayed by such an evil act. Are you ready for it? God. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? You see, the primary person we sin against always is first God. The time came one day when Joseph went into the house to do his work, and none of the men of the house were inside. How convenient. This woman's slick. She's been at it for quite a while, by the way. The manner has, was that she caught him by his garment, saying, lie with me. The resistance of Joseph was incredible. Listen, but he left his garment in her hand and fled and ran outside. First streaker in the Bible, Joseph. <laughs> Gone. Straight out. The wife of Potiphar, as a result, falsely accused Joseph of attempting to, to rape her to the servants. Notice that. I mean, she's got to scramble now. She's, she, she's got to cover herself. So she spoke derogatory about Joseph and slandered him in verse 14. She called to the men of her house and spoke to them, saying, See, he has brought in to us a Hebrew to mock us. The word Hebrew is used derogatory. Like saying, that Mexican, that black man, that yellow man, derogatory. Came to mock us. Why us? Because Joseph rose up in the ranks, and I'm sure faster than these other servants. And she wants to get them on her side now. Yeah, he said, you know, they're not happy about Joseph. Man, can we contrive? Can we manipulate? Can we just stack people and circumstance information, we are bad news without the Lord. Sometimes even in the Lord. 
She accuses Joseph of rape. He came into me, lied with me. He tried to rape me. And I cried out with a loud voice. So she covers herself of any fault. And it happened when he heard that I lifted my voice and cried out. She frightened him away, left his garment, and fled outside. Now the wife of Potiphar, in verse 16 through 20, accuses Joseph of attempting to rape her to her husband Potiphar. So she kept his garment with her by her side until his master came home. She had to make herself credible. She had to convince her husband to his face by speaking these words. And it's, it's recorded that these words, this woman is brash. She's already set the scenario with the servants. Now, these are the words. The Hebrew servant whom you brought to us came in to me to mock me. And you know how we are when we want to emphasize things and we want that person to know what we're talking about. She said to mock us, previous in verse 14, because she wants the servants on her side and wants to bring out their jealousy and envy. Now she just says to mock me, to incite the jealousy and anger of her husband. So it happened as I lifted up my voice and cried that he left his garment with me and fled outside. Her lust turned into hate and bitterness with a desire for vengeance. Revenge. You know anything about that? (laughs) She felt scorn having been rejected and refused by Joseph. This stupid Hebrew doesn't even know what he missed. Man would do anything to be with me. I tell you, we are so inflated. It's a wonder our head does not burst. She noticed his response of anger. She's accomplished her goal. So it was when his, his master heard the words which his wife spoke to him, saying, your servant did to me after this manner, that his anger was aroused. Now we're not told who he was angry at. But I have a feeling that it was more at her. He had just lost his best slave. (laughs) And it's been 10 years that he's been with him. He knows this man. I think he's angry at her. She accomplished what she wanted. Then Joseph's master took him and put him into the prison, a place where his king's prisoners were confined. It is apparent that Potiphar did not believe his wife or he would have had Joseph executed. It is possible that his wife was prone to such escapades through her life. By the way, the prison was a special prison for the servants of the king, um, not a prison of common population. And most likely Potiphar, the captain of the guard, was probably over this prison. So, um, but see, God put Potiphar in a position where he had no choice. God made him an offer that he couldn't resist. (laughs) He had to save face. He had to do something. The sexual lust of man in our modern society is out of control, as you know. If you keep yourself sexually pure, you will never regret it. Listen to me, young people. If you don't, 
you will regret it all your life. Trust me. 1 John 3, 3 says, everyone who has this hope purifies himself even as he is pure. The hope of Christ's coming is the greatest incentive for holy living. Not that I might get caught, but that he's coming. The warning regarding sexual sin, be it fornication, adultery, homosexuality, or any other perversion outside of the design of God, is very clear through Scripture. Let me give you some um, scriptures. Um, Proverbs 5, 1 through 5, just jot it down. My son, pay attention to my wisdom. Lend your ear to my understanding, that you may preserve discretion. And let your lips keep knowledge. For the lips of an immoral woman drip honey. Oh, they look good. And her mouth is smoother than oil. But in the end, she is bitter as wormwood, sharp as a two-edged sword. Her feet go down to death. Her steps lay hold on hell. Hmm. For the commandment is a lamp, and the law is right. Reproofs of instruction are the way of life to keep you from the evil woman, from the flattering tongue of seductress. Do not lust after her beauty in your heart, nor let her allure you in her, with her eyelids. For by means of a heart that a man is reduced to a crust of bread, and an adulteress will prey upon the precious life. Proverbs 6, 23 through 26. We are told in Proverbs 6, 32 through 35, whoever commits adultery with a woman lacks understanding. He who does so destroys his own soul. Wounds and dishonor he will get, and his reproach will not be wiped away. For jealousy is a husband's fury, therefore he will not spare in the day of vengeance. He will accept no recompense, nor will he be a peace, though you give many gifts. Hmm. The potential of the believer to be accused falsely is always present, because we are not of the world. And so... Peter tells us in 1 Peter 1, 6 through 8 that we're to rejoice greatly, though for a little while we are, uh, need be under grievous, various trials, that it will reveal the genuineness of our faith and they're much more precious than gold being tested by fire. It is better that we suffer according to the will of God than for doing evil, he says in 1 Peter 3, 17 through 18. So don't think it's strange, beloved, concerning fiery trials that are there to try you as some strange thing has happened to you. But rejoice in the extent that you are partaker of Christ's suffering. And when his glory is revealed, you may also be glad, exceeding joy. If you are reproached for the name of Christ, blessed are you for the spirit of glory of God rests upon you. On their part, he is blasphemed, but on your part, he's glorified. First Peter 4, 12 through 14. Wow. Judgment begins at the house of God, right? First Peter 4, 17. What will happen to the ungodly then? Wow. The promise I hate and love is 1 Corinthians 10, 13, that God will never allow me to be tested more than I'm able, but with every testing, show me the way of escape. I love it because no matter how hard my life gets, there's a way out. I hate it because when I don't take the way out, I have no one to blame but me. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. And so we're to be sober, vigilant, because our adversary, the devil, is walking about like a roaring lion, seeking whom? He may devour in 1 Peter 5, 8. So what are we to do? We're to submit ourselves to God. Resist the devil and he will flee, James 4, 7. Testings develop dependency on God, godly character and integrity and maturity for the works that God has in store for me, Ephesians 2, 10. Prepare beforehand that I might walk in them. And so the seduction of Joseph attempted by the wife of Potiphar was due to what? 
human lust. God didn't do this. God didn't force her. Notice lastly, you have the promotion of Joseph, though he was imprisoned by Potiphar in verse 20, the end there, to 23. But first of all, look at the ruler of the prison was directed by God to favor Joseph in verse 20 there to 21. The sharp contrast is Mark again, and he was there in the prison, but the Lord, Yahweh, was with Joseph. The contrast is obvious by the word but, marking the great contrast of powers between the power and authority of Potiphar and Yahweh. Whoa. Who's in control here? Who's in control of your life? If you're walking with God. I'm talking about walking with God. I'm not talking about doing R&R out there. I'm talking about walking with God. Though Potiphar put Joseph in prison, the Lord Yahweh was with Joseph. Protection is implied throughout the entire chapter. Here it's emphatic. Potiphar had been merciful to Joseph by giving Joseph less than he should have. But Yahweh showed Joseph steadfast love. The word mercy is a covenant word of God's faithfulness. Used in Genesis 24, 12 for, to the Eliezer, the servant of uh, Abraham, seeking out the bride. In Exodus 20, verse 6, Deuteronomy 5, 10. He is, a good translation would be steadfast love. Loving kindness, that's a good translation. This is what God, Yahweh, poured out on Joseph as he gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. The Lord Yahweh gave Joseph favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. Favor means grace, acceptance. The same as Potiphar in verse 2. At the beginning, at the end of the chapter. <laughs> God's all over this thing. Look at verse 22. The ruler of the prison delegated the prison to Joseph then. The keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners who were in the prison. Like the house of Potiphar, all was handed over to Joseph. Like in the house of Potiphar, he was promoted to be the head steward. Whatever they did there, it was his doing. Joseph administrated all things. Joseph managed all things. Listen to Psalm 75, 6 and 7. For exaltation or promotion comes neither from the east nor the west nor the south, but God is the judge who puts down one and exalts another. Then finally in verse 23, the ruler of the prison knew God was with Joseph. That's how it comes to a close. It begins with him knowing God was with him. It ends with the same thing. The keeper of the prison did not look into anything that was under Joseph's authority. The word look means to perceive or to have vision. In other words, he did not check on Joseph's stewardship. Why? He's trustworthy. Wow. The reason is twofold. Because the Lord Yahweh was with him, he knew Yahweh was with him, implying fellowship, intimate knowledge. Now, we're never told how he knew. All we can imply here is by his life. And God dealt with the heart of the individual. And whatever he did, the Lord Yahweh made it prosper. He knew Yahweh was behind all the success. The chapter begins with such a statement in verse 2 and 3. It ends with that. It's translated by the words successful and prosper in these verses. He's there by appointment, by the way. <laughs> you feel like a prisoner of the place you're at? Now, if you haven't brought the consequences to yourself, then you're there by appointment. 
If God has put you there, then he's put you there. The one running world affairs behind the scene is God in order to bring about his purposes. Though I took the job of grinding impellers with the high risk of eye injury, the Lord not only kept me working through that, but he provided better wages. And at the same time, I sat for 10 hours in the same spot, turn around, grab an impeller, put it in the vise, and impel, and that's it, 10 hours. And I was able to put a tape recorder, those big ones in those days, in my lunchbox, put a hole in it, plug it in, have earphones. And for 10 hours, I listened to Pastor Chuck Smith from Genesis to Revelation. And without knowing it, God was preparing me for ministry. When I finished going through Revelation, the last book, a company man, one of the bosses, asked me if I'd be interested in the chief expediting job for the well shop, replacing a man that had been there for 20 years. He was retiring. That was gone. I didn't know it, but I was being prepared for ministry. And then at the end of one year, all this happened. They offered me a company job with better wages, but I had already been asked that week to go on staff at Calvary Chapel, West Covina. And I said, no, thank you. And I left. But God had me for such a time and for such a thing as that in preparation. The promise of Jesus that he will be with us always regardless of how dark it may get. Isaiah 43, 2 says, When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. Daniel's a perfect example of that promise, literally. Hebrews 13, 5 says, Let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Contentment is a very difficult thing in the Christian community today. It never should be interpreted complacency. We're to be ready to advance in every level. But we don't live for progress, you understand? Or gain. The believer is a steward of everything he has been given by God. Nothing really belongs to me or you. And one day I will be called in account to the stewardship of all that I have, how I spent my money, whether I took an opportunity to advance in the areas that, that are possible, whatever it may be. I mean, do you make use of it? You know, when the, when the interest rates go from uh, 9 10% down to 6%, do you refi? Do you realize just from 9% to 6% that if you refi from a 30 to a 15, you probably save as much, if not more, than what you paid your house for? Ask God for wisdom. Do I develop my spiritual gifts, the things of God? Am I a steward of the things that God has given me, my ministry, my life? If so, then I will be looking forward to the Lord saying, well done, good and faithful servant, for you've been faithful over little things. I make your authority over 10 cities. Luke 19, 17. The promotion of Joseph, though he was imprisoned by Potiphar, was due to Yahweh. The exaltation by Yahweh, the promotion by Yahweh, what's in between those two things? Listen, the human lust. Wow, there's the danger. And so these are the events that took place regarding Joseph while he was in the house of Potiphar. The exaltation of Joseph in the house of Potiphar was due to Yahweh. The seduction of Joseph attempted by the wife of Potiphar was due to human lust. And the promotion of Joseph 
though he was imprisoned by Potiphar, was due to Yahweh. This is all about God, <laughs> not Joseph. All about God. Pastor Xavier Reese and the hand of God in the midst of trials. And today's message, From Exalted Slave to Prisoner, is available on CD for only $4. And this will also include what Pastor Xavier shared the last time we were together. So once again, the title to ask for is, From Exalted Slave to Prisoner, or simply mention today's date. You can request your copy by writing, Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. Or to make your request by phone, call 800-926-1485. Again, that's 800-926-1485. Or the address once again is Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. And please be sure and include the call letters of this station somewhere in your correspondence. This information is helpful when we check on the impact of this outreach in your area. Sometimes when we think all is lost, God shows up. Join us for hope and encouragement next time on Simple Truths with Pastor Xavier Reese. Simple Truths with Pastor Xavier Reese, a daily half-hour broadcast, is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. www.calvarychapelpasadena.com 